Good morning. What a blessing it is to see everybody uh, this morning and to gather together as a church family, to sing praises to our God, to worship. It's a blessing to be together today. You know, there are some things that happen in a person's life that cause you to just stop, take a step back, and completely reevaluate yourself. One of those things has been happening over Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe some of you received this text uh, where it was a prank where teenagers, well, and older uh, kids like me, text their mom and ask, Mom, how... How long would you microwave a 25-pound turkey? Did anybody get that text message from their kid? Okay, I see some out there. Uh, well, for some moms, this made them completely reevaluate themselves. I saw one response online that said, You don't microwave a turkey. Where did I fail as a parent? <laughs> so if, if you got that text, I hope you're not completely uh, reevaluating your whole parenthood uh, from your life. Uh, there was a vacuum salesman that was forced to reevaluate his entire life. Uh, he decided that he's been working in the city, and so he was going to go out into the country and go door to door where it had not been taken before. And so he, he goes out into the country and starts knocking door to door, and he knocks on a door and this nice lady opens the door. And he jumps right into his sales pitch. He was excited. He was going to sell lots of these micro, I mean, these vacuums. Microwaves are on my mind now. Lots of these vacuums. And he jumped in. And he started talking about the technology and what a great vacuum it was. And she just wasn't getting it. And so he decided he needed to make a different pitch. He needed to do a demonstration. And so in his talking, he noticed an ashtray over to the side. And so he flipped the ashtray over into her floor. And she kind of looked at him in shock. And he said, ma'am, whatever this vacuum doesn't suck up off of your floor, I will lick it up. So she said, you better get started because we don't have electricity. <laughs> so this vacuum salesman had to stop. He had to completely reevaluate himself, uh, his job, his sales pitch. I'm going through one of these right now, as some weeks ago, Allison and I found out we're expecting our first child. And so, that's pretty exciting. <laughs> that's pretty exciting. This picture was about eight weeks ago, so uh, we're about 18 weeks into this. And I'm telling you, if nothing else has ever made you reevaluate yourself, this will, okay? Um, the fact that a tiny human is going to be relying on me as a <laughs> as a financial uh financially and also as a spiritual leader in their home. Uh that is very humbling and very exciting. And uh so this has caused me to take a step back and reevaluate myself on a very deep level. And all of us have something that we have to face that causes us to reevaluate ourselves. And if you open your Bible to Philippians chapter 2, that's where we're going to be today. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. I think this type of reevaluation that we all face at some point in our life, I think this is the type of reevaluation 
that Paul is calling the Philippians to in this chapter. So let's look at Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 1. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, he starts out with a big word, if. Now, of course, it's not a a huge word. It's just two letters. But this is a big word that has a lot of meaning. And he uses this word to provoke the people who are reading it to evaluate themselves. He uses this word to say, am I in Christ? He says, if you are, if there's any encouragement in Christ, comfort and love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, he says, if you have any of that, if these things are happening in your life, this is what should be present. And that's when he jumps into the verse 2 where he says, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord, and of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry. Hold on, let me find my spot. Let each of you look not only at his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Look at what he says there. Get rid of your selfishness. If, if you are going to be in Christ, if you are going to have any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, get rid of your selfishness. And think of others as more significant than yourself. Now, this can be really hard sometimes to think about other people as being more significant than yourself. Now, I love the Christmas holiday. I love it as much as anybody else. But sometimes it can become so much about the stuff that it gets a little overbearing on you. I'm sure some of you understand that. But my fear is that it's not a symptom of the holiday season, but that it's a symptom of us thinking about ourselves all year long. That we think about ourselves all the time. And so that when Christmas season comes around, that we're still thinking about ourselves. Now there's also some, this is also a time of year where people, some people have an easier time thinking about others. It's a season for giving and giving to others. And we see that in so many different ways. One way we've seen that in our own community is some of the schools in this community have decided uh, to do something for other people. Uh, Broadview Elementary, uh, in, in lieu of students and families bringing gifts to their teachers, they took up money to buy a, a, a child with special needs a special bicycle uh, that costs a lot of money. An amazing thing. Putting, them, putting others over themselves. Uh, WCA, the PTO, organized a, uh, a drive that took a blanket to every uh, resident in a nursing home facility in this community. Pretty remarkable. So there are some things that are happening in this community this time of year that help us to think about others over ourselves. And putting others first becomes a priority 
when we get rid of our selfishness and count others more significant than ourselves. Now, I love the way it's written because it's not just a, a, a put others first, do this. This is a heart check, okay? By using the words, think of others as more significant than yourselves, that is a heart check. That is a priority check. You have to look really deep inside of yourself and say, what is most important to me in my, in my deepest core, in my heart? Is it others or is it myself? Where's your heart at this morning? Where's your heart at? Think about why you do things for others. It's great to do things for others, but it's a whole new level when you do those things because they are more significant to you than your own self. Now, I want to continue on reading. Look at verse 4. We already read this, but let's read it. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interests of others. A person who looks out for the interest of someone else over their own is a rare individual. That is a rare person. I love this example from Winnie the Pooh. Uh, it's a pretty cool example. Uh, after realizing they hadn't seen Eeyore in quite a while, uh, Pooh and Piglet grabbed their coats and ran across the hundred acre woods to Eeyore's stick house. When they arrived, Pooh said, Hi, Eeyore, and I'm not going to do all the voices for these different characters. Hello, Pooh. Hello, Piglet, said Eeyore in a gloom-sounding voice. We just thought we'd check in on you, said Piglet, because we hadn't heard from you. So we wanted to know if you were okay. And Eeyore was silent for a moment. Am I okay? he asked eventually. Well, I don't know. To be honest, are any of us really okay? That's what I ask myself. All I can tell you, Pooh and Piglet, is that right now I feel really rather sad and alone. And not much fun to be around at all. Which is why I haven't even bothered you, because you wouldn't want to waste your time hanging out with someone who is sad and alone, and not much fun to be around at all, would you now? Pooh looked at Piglet, and Piglet looked at Pooh, and they both sat down, one on either side of Eeyore in his stick house, and Eeyore looked at them in surprise, and he said, what are you doing? We're sitting here with you, said Pooh, because we are your friends. And true friends don't care if someone is feeling sad or alone or not much fun to be around at all. True friends are there for you anyway. And so, here we are. Oh, said Eeyore. Oh. And the three of them sat there in silence. And while Pooh and Piglet said nothing at all, somehow, some way, Eeyore started to feel a very tiny little bit better. Because Pooh and Piglet were there. No more, no less. I love this story. To think about Pooh and Piglet, Eeyore was more significant to them than their own fun or their own excitement. We often talk about how we wish we had more time that we could put into serving. That we wish that we had more time to go out into our community and to serve others. Now, putting others first is not always fun. It's not always enjoyable. But when, when they're more significant to you than yourself is, you will make time to serve others. 
Sometimes looking out for the other for others is not about doing something. Sometimes it's just about being present. Being there in a person's life, just as Pooh and Piglet were for Eeyore, just sitting there in their presence, showing them that they care. And Paul went from here and he jumped into the story of Christ because who has laid this out better than Christ? No one. So look at verses 5 and 6. He says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. This is what the mind of Christ looks like. The mind of Christ sees others more significant than themselves. Christ saw the interest of others more significant. That's why even though He was in the form of God, He chose to become a human because He didn't count equality with God as something to be grasped. Jesus had the ultimate comfort zone. As we know in John 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Jesus had the ultimate comfort zone. He was there, present with God. He had every right to realize where He was, what He was, and to stay where He was right in His comfort zone. But... He didn't see that as something that was important because other people were more significant. Look at verse 7 again. But made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. He made himself nothing. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. Even death on a cross. A lot of times we think about Jesus coming and sacrificing Himself. And honestly, when we think about Jesus coming and sacrificing Himself, sometimes we think about it as God created this plan. His Father created this plan. And He said, okay, Jesus, this is what you're going to do. And Jesus followed His orders. And we say this was God's plan all along. And it was. It was God's plan all along. But by saying it in that way, sometimes we take out of it the significance of Jesus and His choice. Look at what this verse says. It doesn't say He was made to be nothing and He was given the form of a servant. No, look at it again. Being made Himself, but made Himself nothing. Taking the form of a servant. Jesus made a choice to remove Himself from the comfort of heaven, to remove Himself from the perfect presence of His Father, and to take on the form of a servant. Now why would He ever do this? Because you were more important to Him. You were more important to Him. And if Jesus was willing to remove Himself from the comfort of being with God to serve other people, what will it take for us to do the same thing? What will it take for us to step out and show others that they are more important than ourselves? What will it take for us to finally put others above ourselves and serve 
with humility the way Jesus did. To serve people that are made in the image of the one true God. As a church family, I'm challenging you this morning to look real deep inside, reevaluating yourself. And by the end of the year, I'm challenging you to do some kind of act of service for someone else. Now, I know a lot of you are doing this, but I want you to think of someone in your mind that you could do something for. There's a lot of different things that you could do for a person. And this morning, before you leave, I am going to give you a concrete, specific way to do something for someone else. Now, we've designed what I'm calling a something extra card. It looks kind of like this. It's just a business card uh, that you could put in your wallet. You could put it in your dashboard. Uh, You can leave it in your car. And on the front, it says something extra to show you that God loves you. And we designed this because... We believe in giving you something concrete that you can do for someone else. Uh, A humble way to do something for someone else. On the back of this card, as you can see up here, uh, it says our church logo. It's got our service times. Uh, It's got our address, our website, and the scripture from Ephesians 4.32. And the scripture says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, Forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And I want you to, I want to leave you with a challenge, uh, with these cards. What I want you to do is take this card with you, put it in your wallet, in your car, somewhere where you'll know where it is. And the next time you go to a fast food restaurant, or it wouldn't have to be a fast food restaurant, you could do it at another restaurant. Uh, but I think of it as a fast food restaurant. When you go through the drive-thru, I want you to pay for your meal the same way you always do. And then when you get up to the cashier, I want you to say that you want to pay for the person's meal behind you. Whoever they are. Now, I did a little research, and the average fast food order is somewhere between $10 and $15. So it's not a very big investment. $10 to $15. And they'll let you pay for the person who ordered behind you. And then I want you to leave the cashier this card and say, just hand this to them. Just hand the, hand the, tell them that their meal is paid for and hand this to them as an anonymous deed done in the name of Christ. Now, I, I believe that if even half of the people in here were to do this sometime during the week, think about the impact that it could have on this community. Something very simple, something very easy, something that a lot of us take for granted that could really mean a lot for someone else. I know this has happened to me before when I've been in line at a fast food restaurant. And of course, usually, uh, those of you who know me well, I'm a pretty cheap guy. And so usually when I'm at a fast food restaurant, I'm probably ordering off the dollar menu or something like that. But to roll up to the window and someone to say, look, someone paid for your meal. Even if it was just $4, even if it was $10, I felt like they thought I was important. Even though they didn't even know who I was. Now you may have other ideas for how to use this card. This is just one specific way that I thought of. You could really leave this card in many different places to use. 
uh, as a random act of kindness for someone else. But my challenge is to look deep and to think, do I look at other people as more significant than myself as Jesus did? And whether you choose to act in this way or another way, think about where your heart is at. And I hope you'll put this into practice to think about someone else as being more important than yourself. I want you to see how this Scripture ends. Okay, Looking at these verses, verses 9 and 10 and 11. Therefore, God has highly exalted Him and bestowed on Him the name that is above every name. Now remember, He's saying this about Jesus because Jesus took the form of a servant. Because Jesus took the form of the servant and was obedient to death on the cross, God highly exalted Him and lifted Him up and gave Him the name above every name so that in the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now we are not equal with Jesus. But when we put ourselves second and put others above ourselves, the name of the Lord Jesus will be lifted up. You're not going to receive the glory. God will receive the glory. So this next few weeks, I really want you to think about this. And I really want you to put it into practice. And I hope that you will put this into practice. But before you can, you have to make sure that your relationship with Christ is right. You have to make sure that your relationship with Christ is exactly where it should be. Enter into the waters of baptism and enter into a deeper relationship with Christ. Just as Philippians 2.5 says that we, that we read this morning, have this mind among yourselves which is yours in Christ Jesus. You can have the same mind of Christ if your relationship is right with Him and you are one with Him through baptism. Or maybe you need to repair your relationship with Christ. You've made some mistakes and you've let your priorities get out of whack and this morning you need to make that right. And this morning, you have the opportunity to do that. You can come forward and receive prayers. Or we always have elders in the elders office back there in the back. If you don't want to come forward, you can go back there and pray with our elders to make your life right with Christ. So this morning, before you leave, make sure your relationship was right with Christ. You can come forward as we stand and sing.